Special Language Service Provider Index 2020 edition. I'm here again in Zurich and uh, Hester, where are you? I'm in Ottawa today in Canada. In Ottawa in Canada. How did you get there? Uh, well, it was a long process, <laughs> a worthwhile one, but long, uh, starting off with bus, then metro, then train, plane, Uber, train, Uber, oh. and an unexpected, yeah, and an unexpected stop off in uh, Montreal, so. What happened? Yeah, instead of going to, uh, well, we we're supposed to, I was supposed to have a stop over in Toronto, and then a direct flight to Ottawa, but then we had to be diverted because of bad weather. Um, so we ended up, we landed in Montreal and yeah, they, they were going to put us on a flight the next day, i.e. today. Um, but I decided to make my own way to Ottawa on a on a train instead. So here I am. Wow. Okay. So that was close, right? But uh, I mean, yeah, you, you cut it kind of close in terms of the flight, but also Ottawa is not too far from Montreal. So it was possible to get there in time. Right, yeah. yeah, hour and a half train. Hour and a half train, okay. And uh, yeah, we spoke about it a couple of times in the last podcast, but uh, what are you doing in Ottawa again? Yeah, so I'm here for the ALIA conference. Okay. Um, so I'm going to be giving the keynote speech in a few hours. In a few hours, no pressure. Let's yes. do the podcast before. And maybe by the time yeah. many people listen to this podcast, uh, your keynote's going to be over. So, uh, well, yes. maybe some of the participants are going to listen in as well. That would be great, right? Um Yes, yeah, so uh, international travel uh, brings me to uh, uh, one of the topics that's, of course, close to our, uh, well, that we're paying a lot of attention to right now. Uh, you know, we're, we're hosting a conference also in, in May, uh, early May, so it's still, um, you know, about nine, ten weeks uh, ahead. But, um, you know, some people might ask, okay, what are you going to do in light of the situation that we have um, we're, with, the, with the virus and we're going to go full steam ahead at the at this point in time with the planning, um, you know, uh, obviously we're going to update uh, everybody, uh, you know, if the situation evolves, but that's, uh, I guess that's what everybody who's hosting events at this point in time is doing. So uh, full steam ahead for now. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can, uh, we can really pull this off in May. So uh, we have a lot to talk about today for the LSPI, our language service uh, provider index, which uh, we published this week. So, um, I suggest we go through it by category because we, we're, we're breaking up these providers into yeah. different categories. So can you just kind of remind us again what those categories are and then we can go through one by one and see, you know, which companies performed well, which had a bit of a hard time in 2019 and uh, just maybe take yeah. some uh, take some other uh, insights from that. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I think we took the decision last year when we did the LSPI 2019 to segment the landscape of LSPs into three categories. Um, so we started out with super agencies, which we defined as full service, multi-vertical LSPs that are doing over US, um, well, 200 million in US dollars in revenue annually. Um, no change from last year. We had five super agencies, TransPerfect, Lionbridge, SDL, RWS, and we localize. Um, I mean, the, the purpose of the segmentation really is to be able to analyze uh, the different kind of landscape, um, the different realities facing players across across the landscape. Yeah. Um, so slightly different challenges and growth rates and things like that across um, different, different sizes. Leaders then um, are the LSPs that are bringing in 25 million and up. 
um, in revenues and are not super agencies. So these would be typically sort of large, um, larger LSPs, maybe with a regional focus, maybe more globally focused, um, some with some sort of niche, niche vertical, like media or gaming mm-hmm. providers. You have a few of them in that, in that category, like keywords and SDI. Um, then we had, and this is still last year's LSPI, we had challenges. So we'd extended it out to a longer list of challenges between 8 million and 25 million in revenues. Um, I mean, we, we felt like this was, this was a good thing to do, open it up, because, I mean, we have a lot of players in the industry. And then finally, this year, we wanted to expand it even further. So we now have about double the number of um, LSPs present on the index this year. Uh, we opened it up to a new category, um, which we defined as boutique um, LSPs which are LSPs that are doing between one and eight million okay. um, in revenues and annually. So this is part of the long tail of the of the language industry. Yeah, I, li- I like boutique. Uh, long tail, they'll probably push back a little bit on that category. Well, I don't know. We've had, we've had quite a few people. So obviously, we, set, we sent out the badges yeah. as well this week. We've had quite a few people come back and saying, this is great. You know, I'll definitely, definitely add this to my website and to my marketing material. So I think some people, one person said, I definitely am boutique. You know, I, I pride myself on X, Y, Z, you know. So I think there is actually a prestige to being in that boutique the category, boutique. which is what we wanted. What do you mean by badge? What's what, what badge? <laughs> the badge, the marketing badge. So, uh, well, the little emblem that you can um, put on your website or marketing material that says you are a member LSP of a particular category um, for the Slater LSPI. Yeah. So I sent out all of those badges today. I mean, sorry, earlier. I think we got this. We got this design. I mean, we do some of the design internal, but for this one, uh, we actually engaged a professional designer uh, because, uh, yeah, we don't want uh, we don't want people to have to. That's good. Yeah, we don't want people to have to host our uh, self-made uh, uh, design uh, output, right? So this was <laughs> this this was uh, quite well done actually by uh, a great agency. So uh, yeah, so we got Super Agencies Leaders Challengers Boutique, uh, uh, roughly 130 companies on that list, and you know it's ranked by revenue. Um, you know, there's always uh, people that say, well, revenue only tells you one side of the story. Of course, it does. There's the old saying, you know, uh, was it called revenue is vanity and uh, profit is sanity uh, all <laughs> true all true but it's still a you know it's a very meaningful list that gives uh, some insights as to how the market performs how the vendors perform so there, there's a lot of value in having this and i do well, yeah i mean and if companies want to share their EBITDA profit then we'd be glad to <laughs> we'd be glad to update the right. list but that's not not very realistic you're right if anybody wants to share the profitability you know feel free to send us uh, send us the figures <laughs> Um, I mean, we do have some even bigger figures from the ones that are publicly listed, but that would be a very, very small yeah. list. And we are going through those. So we got, let's talk very briefly about the super agencies because we already uh, had a, a, a brief preview last time when we talked yeah. about this. Uh, so we can maybe go through this a little bit more quickly. Uh, but we did get numbers from Lionbridge. So um, this is something we didn't have last uh, last week. So uh, mm-hmm. let me just go through this. So TransPerfect again. Uh, you know, grew quite quite strongly. We talked about it last time, or strongly, well, nearly double digits, eight percent. Probably much of it organic because they did a few acquisitions, but those were mostly on the smaller side. Uh, let's spend some time on Limebridge. I found it very interesting. Uh, did not see this coming. Got to be honest with you. I mean, they grew nine uh, percent in 2019. Yeah. 
And you know, while we were waiting for the figures, we did some anecdotal uh, research on like anecdotal data points. Like for example, if you go to LinkedIn, uh, you look at uh, the full-time staff count, or at least the numbers of profiles associated with Limebridge to be very precise, it's actually mm. gone down by nearly 10%, right? So it looks like there's fewer people working at Limebridge, disclaimer, according to that particular LinkedIn stat, right? Um, so yeah. that would have indicated that you know, for in any normal circumstance that uh, they probably wouldn't have uh, increased revenues by 9%, but it seems like they managed to uh, be very maybe streamlined, but at the same time grow, uh, which, you know, again, they're, they're not sharing the profitability figures, but if you ask me, it's indicating that their profitability is likely uh, going up, right? And that would probably make their uh, private equity backers very happy because, uh, you know, the people from HIG have been in this, uh, have, have been invested in language for a long time now, or like I mean, four years. Mm. And, you know, what do you want to do when you're looking for an exit is really boost those profitability metrics in order to get a, a very high uh, price at sale. So who knows? Uh, they seem to be on track for, for something like that. I, I really did not see that nearly 10% growth uh, happening from language, but it did. So... Uh, they're keeping up then mm-hmm. yeah and then some and then some and then we, it's added, added like 65 million i guess isn't it or 60 60 million uh, from 20 yeah almost 60 pretty million good. That's, uh, yeah. yeah 50 60 million it's quite 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 a strong revenue boost and they only i think during the period they only acquired gengo which yeah. you know definitely wasn't a 60 million dollar business so much of that mm-hmm. uh, growth was organic as they say uh, we spoke about SDL and RWS um, uh, as well. SDL obviously benefited from that um, acquisition of Donnelly still. That's going to, yeah. uh, in terms of uh, the, the growth, and then RWS uh, was probably more on the organic side, quite strong. And then we localized also had a couple of acquisitions, some sizable, but I do think they also did um, had some organic growth and, and they came in at uh, $255 million. So uh, yeah. quite a large piece of business. So so that was the super agencies overall. How much did they grow as a group? Overall, yeah. I mean, as a group, I think we came out at about 11.2% growth yeah. from 2018. So pretty strong. Obviously a mix, as you said, of acquisition and organic growth. Yeah, and if we're cutting through all the m and I mean, to be very honest, we're looking at a growth rate of 2 to 3 to 4% organic. I think mm. I think if you cut out if you really went into the, the details two three four percent. You mean you mean in this category in this only well, or yeah, this across the board? Category, right? right. Probably it's okay. ind- indicative of the broader trend for the industry, but mm. you know this is not an industry that's growing at 15 percent a year clip. Probably not this year anyway. Yeah. All right. Let's spend some time on the leaders again. Leaders uh, twenty five up. They're not super agencies. Um, why don't you walk us a little bit through that? There's, we can start with maybe the top five in terms of growth. There's been some very strong growth numbers. Uh, from let's maybe spend some time on the, on the yeah. top five strongest ones. Yeah. So I mean, in, in terms of growth, again, I suppose we have to caveat this by saying that a lot of it is from acquisition. But we had um, two over two hundred percent growth rate from Iuno Media Group, who made it into the top ten. I think we said that last last week mm-hmm. um, for the first time, and that came sort of partly or pre- predominantly through their acquisition of BTI Studios. Yeah. Um, both companies 
prior to the acquisition were sort of media localizers, um, both going quite strongly. Um, BTI, the larger one, with following the well merger. Sorry, I should say they referred to it as a merger. Um, Are you know Media Group is the the name that has stuck, um, and yeah, they they've kind of skyrocketed up to 185 million in in revenues there. Um, and yeah, I mean, Media Localizer, not quite as large as SDI Media, um, who's still sort of, but but not far off. Not far um, off. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that yeah. was. And then we had. Yeah, yeah, so just to jump in, I mean, I do think yeah. a lot of this was due to the, the acquisition. I mean, they more than doubled the business, but there's probably some good organic growth in there as well. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just interesting a company that literally no, no one knew four years ago, and, and now like they're in the top ten. So it's yeah. uh, impressive. Well, they had some VC investment, didn't they, a few years ago from SoftBank Ventures? Who didn't um, get SoftBank money? That's the question. <laughs> I didn't. I mean, <laughs> did you? <laughs> I wish. Yeah, fast anyway. growing media business. Come on, SoftBank. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and then moving on, we have uh, next fastest grower would be stratus or stratus video i have to say it with my british accent stratus video um who again grew through um, a merger they merged with their local rival in demand interpreting in 2019 um, and have a growth rate of nearly 100 percent so they've nearly doubled in revenues from 2018 to 2019 um but then I mean, what's next for Stratus? We'll have to see because they themselves were acquired by AMN Healthcare. It's the fish um, so big... eating the bigger fish, <laughs> eating the bigger fish, right? So, um, well, the other way around, yeah. 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 Eaten by the bigger eaten fish, by the is bigger eaten fish. by the whale. By the whale. Yeah. So, yeah. So AMN Healthcare um, is a big conglomerate um, based in the US. Um, so we're we're not sure. I mean, I don't know whether they'll continue to break out the figures and report on Stratus as a separate business. I don't think they Probably will. not. No, they won't. Um, yeah. But anyway, I mean, yeah, interesting. And that was obviously the first sort of major private equity exit um, that we've seen in in mm. a few years, um, and first of 2020. So maybe more to come there. Uh, yeah, and we got uh, two language wire also made it into the top five. They're the leaders in terms of growth, yeah. 65%. That's a bit of financial. Um, it's when we when you place the figures. I think last time they gave us consolidated figures that already included, yeah. like annualized consolidated figures that included that explanation deal. This year they, they didn't. They gave us other figures. So anyway, it, this is all very strongly driven by the acquisition of explanation as well. So that's almost purely mm-hmm. M&A. Uh, Morningside's interesting. Morningside is that New York-based uh, yep. patent IP uh, legal uh, translation company. Uh, actually, their CEO is confirmed to come to uh, SlaterCon London and will be announcing that oh, nice. uh, uh, either today. Tom, Tom Klein. Tom Klein, yes. Um, they grew very strongly. Uh, there might be an acquisition in, in there. I don't know. Uh, maybe they're going to be announcing something. Uh, and uh, But yeah, very, very strong growth. And then another one further down, uh, but also still strong growth. Let me just look at the sheet here. That's uh, separate tech. They grew 41%. Um, that's yeah. probably on the back of uh, a number of large government contracts in Spain and elsewhere. Uh, in fact, we're going to be covering another, like a border, yeah. in, like interpreting at the border uh, contract they won from uh, an entity called Frontex. Mm. So, so they're really picking up a lot of uh, government business there, and that's what's boosting your revenues. They were they were talking as well about a U.S. Um, subsidiary. I think they've kind of um, grown a little bit in the U.S. Um, and tried tried to diversify as well into sort of life sciences, IP type um, work over in the U.S. Yeah, um, yeah, because we did actually ask them sort of what's behind this, um, and that was obviously the government. 
Um, but then also the the U.S. entity was doing quite well in in 2019. They said. I think their CEO actually uh, has relocated to the U.S. a couple of years ago. Uh, Juan, uh, okay. I think he lives okay. in Austin, Texas. Uh, so you know, he's personally taking charge of building that business in in the U.S. On the mm-hmm. on the downside, I the companies that didn't grow or actually um, shrank a little bit is uh, Semantics. Uh, interesting, they dropped by 17 percent. But that is a function of them getting out of the government business, as far as I know. Yeah. I mean, or at least trying to reduce the amount of government business and really uh, strengthening their presence in in the private sector. They were, you know, they had these huge government contracts in Sweden when uh, we uh, during the refugee crisis in 2015. Uh, this probably boosted revenues quite substantially, and, and now this is coming down. And and also these public sector contracts, uh, probably not the most attractive piece of business. So they're trying to really move into the, 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 uh, the private sector. Uh, then we had Seasoft down 9%, SDI Media down 4%. Uh, for SDI Media, the story is really, uh, we, we never spoke about it on the podcast, but we, we had it before in our articles that the biggest media localizer, they're really adjusting to that OTT world. There, there's some legacy business there that need to turn around. Um, so in, in quote unquote, just losing 4% is maybe not that bad, considering that they have yeah. to kind of, you know, Turn a, a Titanic-sized, uh, or maybe that's the wrong analogy, but uh, no, no, I get tank, it. Yeah. Tanker-sized vessel, tanker-sized vessel, vessel uh, yeah. uh, around there. So uh, and getting ready for I think this there has been, streaming world. Yeah, and there has been some tech investments and things like that from SDI Media. If you remember when Mark Howarth, the CEO, was speaking in yeah. San Francisco, he was talking about sort of technology needing to keep up and keep pace with the reality of streaming. Um, so I think you know th- there's obviously been some things in the works on on the technology side there as well, some investments. Yeah, exactly. So what's the overall figure for the leaders, and, and how many companies is it? Roughly forty companies, or I think it was slightly fewer. Yeah, I think it's about 33, 35, something like, like that. Um, but I mean, th- this actually was probably the fastest growing segment as a standalone segment at fourteen point eight, fourteen point nine. Um, and again, so some, yeah, some, if, you, if you factored out all growth. the M&A, we're probably going to get down to a similar number, roughly right. maybe 2 3 4% organic. Um, yeah. All right, let's move on to the challengers. Um, yeah. So this this group this group I mean we had way more companies in this group as we said okay. um, I think it was 50, 56 57 um, something like that on the first release of the LSPI yeah. um, I mean and, and and in the article where we release the LSPI we do make the point that you know the the rank assigned should not be interpreted as a sort of overall fixed rank because there's so many more players that exist in the market. Um, than just these 56, 57 who happen to have kindly given us their revenues. Um, it's representative of the overall market, but I mean, it, obviously there's way more people um, who we would you know, have otherwise have been featured within this list. But there is still value in, in, in including this um, for, you know, as we said, sort of benchmarking your own growth, your own size, um, and getting an overall idea of, of what's happening in, in the industry. Absolutely. And again, the, the bracket there is eight to $25 million, right? That's that's the challengers. Yeah. That's your challengers group. No, um, no, no. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, challengers, challengers. Yeah. Okay. No. Sorry. I was. I was getting confused with myself there. But yeah. Great. So yeah. I Early mean, morning. Obviously, there's there's a lot of value in, in having this, and uh, you know, as 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 we're continuing to compile this, uh, probably twenty twenty one is going to be uh, even larger. And um, mm. I mean, this year there's a few people that 
didn't participate that participated last yeah. year is actually overwhelmingly. I mean, there's there's many many more who did but didn't last year. So I mean, it's uh, it's overall very positive. Uh, yeah. Our friends from Poland, Summa Lingua, they topped that list in terms of growth, uh, 81%. Also, uh, a lot of M&A, mm. they got some private equity funding. Actually, the private equity investor is going to speak at SlaterCon in London as well, confirmed. Um, Piotr. Yeah, nice. And uh, so they're now at $20 million. It's, it, this company is, is moving quite quickly, actually. I remember I met... Um, Chris, the CEO, about four years ago back in Zurich, and he kind of outlined his plan, and that's when it was like a, I don't remember, maybe two, three, four million dollar company, and um, you know, and he's now at twenty, so it's uh, it's been a good ride for him so far. Yeah. Then number two is, or number two, just in terms of growth, right? Is is easy translate? They generated twenty two million dollars, and they were up fifty percent. Um, mm. I don't think we're going to see them there next year. Okay. Uh, because they had um, they have these ah, yeah. issues and the contract. The, yeah, the major contract that was pulled in Denmark. Uh, so yeah, you know, let's see how they can recover from that. I mean, we've had other players before that recovered from major um, yeah. contracts being pulled, right? So maybe that wasn't yeah. the absolute mostly profitable business. So it's maybe going to shave off some top line, but not too much profit. Uh, mm. Then. Uh, Third was their striker, uh, New Zealand. We spoke about them before. Forty-four percent are mostly on M and A. Language Connect is interesting. We featured them. Language Connect is up thirty-one percent. They're part yep. of this uh, advertising group, right? Yeah. In London, the hot group. Yeah. And then what? What, what company I want to Manchester highlight? Um, just because there's almost no quote-unquote special factor around them is super text uh, oh, they're yeah. based here in zurich uh, they're now at 13.9 million dollars uh, up 18 percent uh and they haven't acquired anything so this is purely organic growth um mm. this is quite impressive because it's with many other companies there's some special factor or some exchange rate maybe or some other other factor there, but dollar swiss franc has been very stable over the period uh they haven't acquired anything so to go up 18% is quite impressive. Um, they, yeah. you know, they're very strong here in Switzerland, in the Zurich area. They're, they have an office in Berlin. Uh, one of their uh, co-founders relocated to California about three years ago. So they're probably going to start picking up some business from over there. Uh, so, mm. you know, congratulations to them. Yeah. Do we have anything to talk about from the ones that didn't grow, came down a little bit? We got From the ones that didn't? Yeah. Hmm. I think it's, yeah. It's, it, I mean, well, some of them, there are there were a few that remained flat, um, which I suppose is not that, you know, it's not that remarkable particularly. Um, but no, I mean, I, I don't really have any particular comments on the ones that, that, that went down. It wasn't, it wasn't a huge number um, no. that, that had ne- negative growth in 2019, although I think among the challenges there were slightly... Um, relatively slightly more okay. that had negative growth than than among the leaders yeah, yeah. good uh, and on the boutique side um, they yeah. grew 11 percent um, what's your we don't have to go through each company there but yeah. is there any did you is that mostly organic or was there some acquisitions among these really small players as well what are your thoughts on that I mean there, there definitely is M&A happening there because I know because we've covered some of them but I mean I think for the most part this is mainly kind of chugging away organic growth clients etc um 
Yeah, I mean, again, it's pretty solid, but I think some M&A, maybe some that we haven't managed to cover, mm-hmm. um, potentially, at, at the lower end of the scale. Um, but yeah, I mean, no, no, no sort of huge insights into into what's going on here but i mean i think there are some that are doing way better than others um and again as talking about negative growth rates i mean we, there were sort of 25 26 percent of companies in that boutique segment who who didn't grow okay. um in 2019 so it seems like that there are some doing very well uh, a number not doing well at all and some sort of like we say chugging away at maybe around the two three four percent growth yeah i think you know that segment also um, probably is. I mean, the challenges and the boutique are maybe feeling yeah. a bit the NMT heat now uh, because mm. you know the, it's probably one of the segments that uh, that that is getting some pressure from that. All right, um, yeah, very very interesting list, and obviously we're encouraging everybody to go there and and, and look at it. You can actually download yeah. it just by one click. It's it, it downloads it into an Excel spreadsheet, so you know. It's yeah. Well, and also, also people can still send us their revenues if they haven't featured and they would like to. Um, we're still we're going to be doing sort of periodical updates mm. um, to to the LSPI, so there's still time to enter if you would like to. Sure. Okay. Got it. In terms of the outlook, um, you know, given the current situation, uh, I think 2020 will be a lot more challenging than 2019 um definitely mm. i mean potentially you could see like a v-shaped recovery uh, with this type of impact i mean i'm not an economist but i don't think this is a lehman type of crisis that goes very much to the structure of the economy i mean this is obviously kind mm. of an outside factor that's now coming in the language industry is quite cyclical as well uh, so it kind of rides mm. along with the the broader um you know the broader economy it's balanced in the sense that it's maybe a little late cyclical, but it, it's balanced because you have some discretionary business investment or spend like marketing, uh, which probably gets mm-hmm. cut kind of early on when there's there's issues like like we have now, but there's others like and travel, and travel, travel yeah, as well, travel hotels, these types travel of things. Band. Yeah. Um, but then there's other things like um, you know regulatory stuff that you know just has to be done no matter what. Um, yeah. Or. Maybe media. I mean, can speculate in gaming and media. I mean, what are all these? I mean, if there's like quarantines and things like that. I mean, I've heard out of China people yeah. are obviously spending a lot more time, you know, playing games, playing video games, and consuming content. So maybe for the streamers, this might not be uh, as 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 bad. Well, yeah, as and I, I suppose not. Not even just. Um... Not even just sort of the virus or having to just be confined to your home because of that, but I mean, if the market is, if the economy is not doing so well overall, people tend to go out less. Yeah. They will be at home more. They will be playing games online, exactly. watching Netflix, etc. So, yeah. and that's just because the language industry serves every other industry. It kind of depends in which area you're in, uh, how right. you're going to be affected. But again, let's hope it's a V-shaped recovery. And, uh, you know, we'll be bouncing back from this in the next few weeks. So, um, as happened to uh, you know, with SARS and, and, and things like that, where just like immediate pickup again once once this was over. All right. Well, uh, thanks for this, and I'm, I'm wishing you a fantastic keynote and a very productive conference. So yeah. Well, I've just I've just during the course of this podcast, I've just had an alert to say that my plane home is now leaving at 11:47 a.m. rather than 5:45 p.m. my time. 
Good luck. <laughs> so I'm probably going to have to, uh, yeah, run away as soon as I'm finished. Right. But there we go. Okay. Cool. Well, All fun and games. Good luck with that cross frames. Talk soon. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Bye.